The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chase Report with Dom and Charles. Hello, Charles. Today, I want to talk about the housing crisis. You love this, don't you? you yes. Love it. N- not the misery that so many of us have trying to buy or even rent a yes. house. You love it when a massive overseas property conglomerate goes belly up. We've already uh, talked, I think, a couple of times about Evergrande. Yes. Uh, the massive Chinese oh. company that built a whole bunch of ghost cities and then had to abandon them. Yes. There couldn't be anything even bigger, could there? This is four times worse, Dom. Four times worse. Stay with us. Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. So, Dom. Yes. This housing crisis is about too much housing. Are you serious? There's this a is, place where there's too much housing? This is a t- We've talked about this before, but it's China. Yeah, yeah, I remember. The ghost cities. Yeah. They built these massive skyscrapers in the middle of nowhere. Yes. Because it was tax benefits to do so. Mm. And then no one ever moved into them. The exact opposite of what we need in Sydney. Yes. That's a little bit old, that story. That's the Evergrande story. We covered it first. If you've been following China in the last year, you would know all about it because basically the Chaser Report got there first. Yeah. We broke it. Yeah, we broke, broke it wide open. I mean, it's actually, it's funny because it's heading towards liquidation. There's a liquidation date for Evergrande on October the 30th, so it may actually completely collapse. So it should have been called Grand until October 2023. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. This one is called Country Garden. Country Garden. And it is way bigger. It is four times bigger than Evergrande. I just want right. to just ponder what a brilliant name Country Garden is, evoking, you know, sort of a pastoral scene, a picket mm. fence. Yes. Something small and pretty. Yes. Charles, did their properties look like? Did they build lots of thatched village houses throughout China with you know honeysuckle and roses? Well, it is true that they far more than Evergrande moved into country areas. Like their whole thing was we're going to build in very rural and regional areas. But the things that they were building were not so much country gardens as fucking skyscrapers. They're currently in the middle of building three thousand massive apartment blocks. We're talking three thousand blocks. Three thousand yeah. separate blocks of like I don't know yes. like hundreds, oh my oh, thousands, thousands, tens of thousands in each three thousand block. So th- the problem that they face is about a month ago, like literally about twenty five days ago, they had very small bond payable, fifteen point four million dollars. Oh, right? sure. $15.4 million. Now, peanuts. They have $187 billion. That's $187,000 million worth of debt, right? So a $15 million, I did the calculation, it's like having a $600,000 mortgage on your home Yeah. and somebody saying to you, oh, can you pay me back that 50 bucks you owe me? <laughs> that is the direct amount of money it's comparable to, right? Speaking of which, can you pay back the 50 <laughs> bucks you owe me? But so Country Garden, 25 days ago, that 50 bucks was due. Mm. 
And you know the way things are amongst the global elites. Sure. They always give, you know, 30 days grace period with these bond payments. Right? You like would. The, you know, oh, you don't have the $15 million uh, today. Well, as long as you stump it up within the next 30 days, we'll all be fine. The th- point is that's about to expire. Like That expires this week. When they can't stump up the $15.4 million, they immediately go into default, which means that all $187 billion of their debt becomes immediately Oh, my God. You repayable. don't pay the, 15, the, the drop in the yeah. ocean yeah. and the entire rest of the debt becomes, mm. wow. Yes. That's not good. Now, so you think, look, $187 billion in debt, that's a nothing burger, really, compared to Evergrande. Evergrande was like $335 billion. Right? Sure. So $187, you are going, surely they can manage that. It's just like they'll shuffle a few things around, maybe, I don't know, cancel Netflix. Oh, the Chinese the- government can just... Help yeah, them out, yeah, surely. Exactly. The problem is, though, the what has become apparent is that perhaps the reason why they're less indebted than Evergrande is because they pre-sold a lot more apartments. Than oh, Evergrande so the debt only shows 187 billion, but they also presumably owe people a whole bunch of unbuilt well, apartments. Yes, they they owe people 3,000 mega apartment blocks that they haven't built yet. Wow! Right? So the liabilities are actually vastly more than Evergrande. Well, yes, but in fairness to them, they were much better at running the Ponzi scheme than Evergrande ever was. Sure. Like you know, their balance sheet looked a lot better for a much bigger concern. Like in some ways they ran it eight times better. (laughs) But the thing is there's nothing wrong with a Ponzi scheme per se. Dom. Well, until, I'm not sure ASIC would agree, but yeah. Uh, until, no, until. But if you can keep shuffling yes, the until, money. Yes, it, until the money runs out. Like if you can keep selling more and more and more stuff, then they should be totally fine, right? The problem is their sales have plunged 81% this year. Now, what I'm fascinated by is why haven't they plunged 100%? Yeah. Like, who a few you? people are like, well, you know what? I reckon they could pull this out. Because it, it's, it's a bargain. It's like, I mean, it's bigger than anything here. I, I was going to say, it's like Merrill or something suddenly announcing they don't have any money and then you're going, oh, yeah, I'll prepay for that Meriton apartment. But it's not. It's, it's like Meriton and Bunnings and... McDonald's. McDonald's and Qantas and Westfield all bundled up because it's 30% of the economy. Like Country Garden was the biggest player in the property development sector. The property development sector contributed 30% to the GDP each And I'm year. not astonished when you think of the sheer size of all these mega cities that have been built. Yeah. And it's quite funny, Charles, because you know what they needed. I mean, if only they had a state-run economy, if only they had central planning, they wouldn't have built too many apartments. Well, it's funny you should say this, Dom, because that has been the government's approach. Let's find out more in a moment. Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts. The Chaser Report. Less news. More often. Okay, so everyone, everyone is saying surely the Chinese government can't just 
let this fall over. I mean, there comes a point where you're too big to fail. Yes. When you become like Charlie Pickering in the Australian comedy industry. (laughs) Yeah. You just... You just have to keep going. Yeah, you just fail upwards. There's more shows. Yeah. More shows and more shows. That's right. But the thing is, President Xi Jinping has been on record pouring scorn on the US for their system where they have a whole lot of too-big-to-fail institutions. Like yeah. he is scathing about what the US did during the GFC, right, when they they basically – Bailed out the automakers and stuff. They yeah. bailed out the automakers. They also bailed out the banks. They basically poured so much money into the banks that they essentially owned most of the banks Yeah, Goldman. And Sachs and yeah. so on was completely funded. Yes, yeah. right. And so he's in a little bit of a pickle because this whole scheme has been part of Xi Jinping's plan to sort of stay at arm's length from the economy and, and let the economy do what the economy does. I mean, this right. is this is the whole logic of capitalism, right? That if you fuck up your company, mm. it goes under. And generally speaking, in the West, the people behind it don't tend to go to jail. It's like, oh mm. no, whoops, we stuffed up. Let's start another startup you yes. know, tomorrow. Think of Alan Bond. So in the last week, stocks, I think, have plummeted. Well, the stock market's plummeted by 14% since the beginning of the year, but they've been going pretty badly this week. Guess who's been buying the banks all this week? The banks in China that are exposed. Yeah. Goldman Sachs? The Chinese government. The Chinese government. Oh, the Chinese, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. The main institutions that are exposed to all this fucking debt are the Chinese banks, right? So the Chinese ba- like, if they all just collapse, then the banking system will collapse, which means everything will collapse. Like, we, we don't know what happens when I mean, banks collapse. Isn't it the case that without banks, everyone would be dancing in the streets and yeah. frolicking through fields <laughs> yeah. of tulips and basically they'd be happy yes. if all the banks disappeared tomorrow? Right. We'd be living in a utopia. We didn't have to pay any debt anymore. Yes. If all of the records of banks was wiped out overnight, the world would be well, so lovely. It would be like in ancient Egypt, wouldn't it? Remember they used to, every 50 years, they'd have a debt amnesty and they'd they? wipe everyone's debt. What a good idea. Yeah. I think that we're coming up to about 50 years. <laughs> like, or in, in the communist days when no one really owned property or anything. And, yeah, the good and days. You couldn't even good own your own apartment, which yes. is given to you by the government. The government owned everything. Yeah. What a better well, system that was. Well, that is sort of what's happening now, which is so the government is – Bailing out the banks. They're bailing out all the local governments, which is, again, something that the US government did during the GFC because all the municipal bonds started going We talked about last time the fact that this was being driven by all the kind of local councils wanting prestige projects for their particular province or Mm. area, wherever it was, and putting their money into these big investments. So Xi Jinping's going to have... No, no, but but more importantly than that, they were charging tax to these property developers to build the projects, and that was their main source of revenue to pay things for, like... Healthcare, Healthcare. Yeah, and yeah. pensions, right? So, in, in essence, Everground and Country Garden were funding what welfare there is in yes. China. In fact, in one way, you could say that for the past decade or so, China's entire social infrastructure has been funded by a massive Ponzi scheme. <laughs> so, the government's plan looks almost identical. To the US, it's basically becoming the US circa 2008. Xi Jinping would have such massive egg on his face, having been so critical of the US, and then doing the exact same thing. Gosh, voters will punish him horribly at the next election, won't they? He must be quaking at the thought of being voted out. Well, this is the thing, right? Yes, he can't be voted out, but what everyone's saying is these sorts of things, like if you have an orderly wind-down, that is going to take decades to be absorbed by the system, right? So they're just going to end up with massive 
massive, massive government debt and everyone's going to have to just lump lower standards of living to pay for this debt that has been accrued by these property developers. Right, to the average person in China. Bearing in mind that China for, for decades now has been, the stability has been sustained by basically the Chinese government. Okay, no political rights, no freedom, but delivering a higher standard of living to all the citizens. Yes. So if the standard of living goes backwards, yes. maybe people won't be so happy with the Chinese Communist Party anymore. Yes, but I have a solution, Dom. So massive instability. Massive and instability. And a global recession potentially. Yes. Well, and, and a Chinese recession. So China have said, oh, we're going to grow by at least 5% this year. And there is no way that is going to actually turn out to be true. Right. So, but fortunately, here is Charles with one of his patented economic solutions. Yes. Architect no. of, of global harmony. What have you got? After I've said this, you will have to admit that it would work. Well, I well, right? go and buy shares in Country Garden straight away <laughs> if I have any money. So this is the solution. What China needs is to pump uh, pump prime the economy. Pump they, prime the economy. They've got to pump prime the economy. What is the best way to pump prime the economy? JobKeeper. <laughs> well, yes, actually. But for the big problems like this, global war. Oh, of course. What, yes. a, what a great idea. Massive, massive war. You give lots of money to the military-industrial complex. Yes, and they build a bunch of stuff, create yes. full employment, everyone has but, stuff to do. But also everything that you're building gets immediately destroyed yes. by arms. Because it's used and, it's used up straight away. And so it's not like you then are left with a whole lot of productive resources that you have to utilise. You can just build more stuff. Like it's the perfect destroyer of, so materials. of supply. Yeah. yeah. So, so what they need to do, Charles, is figure out a way mm. to turn empty apartment buildings into munitions. Mm. Can you strap a rocket engine to those things and fire them at your enemy? Well, no, because actually I've got a better plan, which is I think to help China, what we need to do is invade China. They've right. got the houses. They've got millions of houses. We need millions of houses. We do need the houses. They need to have a reason to build more munitions and things like that. Mm. We can say, come at us, and then as they're coming, at us, they'll realise that we've got Ben Robert Smith on our side. They'll go, oh, fuck, no. I was Let's- wondering what you'd do about the massive imbalance between Australia's tiny military nah. and the more than a billion people. in. Isn't nah. the People's Liberation Army the largest organisation in the entire world with a force of literally millions of soldiers? Yeah, but Ben... It's very interesting. And it works for everyone. Albo's a bit on the, uh, on the skids. He could be a war leader. You know, he could be a war leader. He could become a war leader. Everyone gets re-elected in a war. Biden? Oh, yeah. He'll be in for a war. You know who it would work best for, this whole scam of yours? Who? Taiwan. <laughs> It'd be the one. No one's invading them anymore. Yeah. They're too busy with war with Australia. Yeah. Surprise attack from Australia. Yeah, no one's just sitting there going, okay, thank you for taking up all the, all the heat of us for a little while. They'll probably go about having a lovely time. <laughs> So the future war between Australia and China, I can't see any flaws in in that. No, it's sort of a flawless solution. But Charles, if we're at war with China, isn't there a good chance that either our munitions will destroy these fucking blocks that we want uh, due to the skill of our army or that we'll move them down under and then China will destroy them? Look, I think you can discount the first scenario. (laughs) I think we're going to be destroying much at all. I mean, if we are on the receiving end of a nuclear war, because one doesn't usually pick fights against nuclear powers, but they're not going to do nuclear. But if there are nukes all over Australia, we wouldn't need houses anymore. We'll all be dead. It'd solve the housing crisis. Oh, yes. Well, I'm sure the RBA would be on board with that. Demand destruction, that's what their current policy is. Yeah. Couldn't we just cut a deal? Anyone in Australia who needs a house just goes and lives in one of these apartments in China. Yeah. What would be the downside? Well, I'd vote for that. I mean, mean, they wouldn't be able to vote for it. No, there's an empty city. There are empty cities sitting there, right? We could make them Australian. We could have, you know, English. Yeah, and they could guarantee, you know, 
two systems. Oh, one right? country, two one systems. Country, yeah. two systems. Yeah, we could keep all of our bit economic like, and, and political rights. Bit like have Hong Kong. Bit like Hong Kong. Yeah, yeah. I Australia renege on that. Australia could become the Hong Kong of the South. Wow. I don't think I'm going to win a Nobel Peace Prize for that plan, but I'm pretty sure I will win a Nobel Prize for economics. Plan. Or maybe for physics when you know they do the next <laughs> next version of the atomic bomb. <laughs> there you go. Another problem masterfully solved here on the Chaser Report. Our gear is from Road, we're part of the Iconoclast Network. We will catch you tomorrow. See ya. Want to know what it takes to make a million bucks? Check out My First Million. Every week we dive into different business opportunities and explain how to pounce on them. From one-man online operations to brick-and-mortar strategies, we cover it all. So whether it's your first million followers or dollars, start getting inspired with My First Million wherever you get your podcasts.